if I spy any Jaffa cakes, like I'll get some for you. to the Rock Paper Shotgun Electronic Wireless Show. It is episode 81 on the 17th of May. That's a day late, but don't worry. We're sorting it out. We're doing it now. It's for you now. Um, I'm Brennan Caldwell. Uh, My usual co-host Alice is not here. She's on holiday this week. But we have a Catherine Castle to make up for it. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. We've already had this conversation <laughs> we have, a yes. few minutes ago <laughs> off air, so that's it. It's done. We're, we're both fine. It's all good. <laughs> we're both fine. We've exchanged cat cat, cat anecdotes. Cat chat. We've done our cat chat, so the the listener can't get any of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> we let you down. Um, we're talking about video games. Yeah. We're talking about video games. Cats are good friends. They are. Do you know who else are, are good friends, Catherine? Oh, like, so many people. Loads Video of... games are our best friends, really, in that, truth. Well, that's true, and <laughs> a little sad, maybe. <laughs> also, characters in video games yeah. are good friends to each other, aren't they? Yep. We've very professionally slid this week's topic straight into all of our listeners' DMs. It's friends in games. Let's get right down to it. Biggs and Wedge are obviously the best friends in a video game. Are they though? Like I know that they're classic. They, you know, they're the, they're the they're the go-to. I would say as like you know best buds. But I don't know. I've been like the whole of like Final Fantasy Fifteen's like best boy crew. I'd say are, pr- are pretty good pals as well. I. I'll be honest, I said Biggs and Wedge because they're the funny comedy friends <laughs> that I, I wanted to mention at least once in this episode. <laughs> See, you've done got, it now, it's fine. <laughs> I've got all my notes and beside all the different like pairs of pairs or groups of friends, I've written like a little few sentences or anything and Biggs and Wedge are just there by themselves. There's no, <laughs> no comment. There's no comment next to it, it's just, just make there. sure you say this. Tick. <laughs> yeah. No, they 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 are good. I I I do like um a bit like you know that that there are the Final Fantasy characters that keep cropping up in in all the games, but I do like that you know you can kind of count on them being there somewhere. Usually as a yeah kind of like buddy comedy, kind of doing stupid things. Um, what what would you say is the best incarnation of Biggs and Wedge though? This is why see this is why they are the best friends in Final <laughs> Fantasy. It's because they always show up. And it's like they're inseparable, even through parallel universes. They'll always find each other. <laughs> they'll always, even if they're a little antagonistic towards each other, they'll always still be in the, it's Like, it's either a really good friendship or a curse. Mm. Um, I don't know what their best one is, though. Uh, I mean, I, f- I first encountered them in Final Fantasy VIII, because that was the first Final Fantasy game that I played. And I they, they're sort of too... Um... They're two soldiers of like the opposing army, aren't they? Which which kind of just kind of um it it makes the like the, the Galbadia army just kind of seem a little bit pathetic. Um <laughs> it's like, oh come on man, is this is this really what we're up against? Um I don't know. It's kind of yeah, as you say, they're they're kind of good it's good comedy relief. Um I um I I like the appearance of them in Final Fantasy fifteen where you know, the the good boys uh, the good boys road trip Final Fantasy. Oh yes, yeah. they bo- they both appear as kind of these soldiers. In it's like they're almost in like Russian garb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of um, 
oh, what's her face called? Is it Arania or the, the evil kind of lady who seems to be after you one minute and then is your best mate the next, um, in the next mission, you kind of go and do a dungeon with her. They're kind of her henchmen, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I've forgotten what she looks like, what her name <laughs> is, what her <laughs> role in the plot is, everything about her. That's yeah, bad. it's it's. She, I found her because her her surname is also Highwind. I've now just looked this up. Um, so like obviously that's kind of playing back into kind of Sid. Is it Sid Sid Highwind in Final Fantasy Seven? Um, so she's sort of some weird parallel universe daughter or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, she's she's the dragoon like lady who seems to be kind of sent to assassinate you one minute when you infiltrate a base um with i don't know whether she's kind of pals with ravis who is like luna's brother who also seems to be out to kill you for most of the game um uh but yeah and then you for some reason you suddenly meet her at this kind of like cave by a pond and she's like best mates with you then and yeah you go and do a little mission together which is is just odd because like weren't you trying to kill me like five minutes ago um so That's yeah, you kind of. I was. I. I kind of kept expecting like a kind of massive like betrayal to happen, but no, they just fought a great big monster and had a good time. It was. <laughs> it was very odd. This is a. You can say it for friendships in Final Fantasy. Basically, every enemy is also a a weird kind of friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's not turn this into a Final Fantasy. Final podcast, Fantasy Fifteen, though. chap. No. <laughs> let's um, move on. <laughs> let's move quickly on. I'm sure many of our listeners have already switched off but like oh Catherine and Brendan are talking <laughs> oh, about no. Final Fantasy again going off in one again skipping um, this yep. <laughs> who, who else who else are good friends who else is on your list On so second on my list so the Final Fantasy 15 crew were the first on my list the second on my list um, they're actually quite a, a recent duo that I've I've encountered I was going to say Aaliyah and Six from Heaven's Vault are quite good pals or they seem like quite good pals. I like that. I like their kind of mildly combative relationship, where kind of six just kind of, you know, kind of withering looks and comments as Elia tries to kind of just I don't know explore the world. Um, I quite like their kind of, um, yeah, how they kind of interact with each other. I I like them as well after a while, but it took it took because Heaven's Vault the dialogue is all. Um... It's all written. There's no voice acting or anything. Yeah. So it's very hard sometimes. And the writing is very terse. Like, it's, you know, very small sentences mm. say, say yeah. that you very, you know, sparse, not sparsely, but, you know, that there's no big kind of messages scroll it, to scroll through. Mm. Yeah. Which, which means that you can sometimes read their dialogue as being really rude to each other. <laughs> Well, you can't. That's, you can't that's, get that's the... kind of what I, I quite like that. That you know they're kind of really sassy with each other. No, but it's not sass. Like when you read it, sometimes <laughs> it doesn't feel like sass. Sometimes it feels like genuine rudeness, like they're being <laughs> short with each other, uh, because you can't hear the tone. The no, tone, you can't, like no. sometimes the tone doesn't come across in the words, and it takes a no. while for you to realize, oh, they're just now being familiar with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I also found that like because like normally when you get like dialogue kind of text boxes a bit like that, you know, th there's kind of like a, either a little kind of beep 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 or a kind of like a kind of sound that the text makes as it's kind of scrolling along the screen. But Heaven's Vault is kind of completely silent, so you really have to be paying attention because otherwise, you know, like they can be having a whole conversation and you're like looking out the window for a bit <laughs> and you'll just miss everything because you, know, you have no you have no idea that they're actually speaking to each other. Um, because yeah, it's sort of as you say, it's like quite short sentences which disappear quite quickly, and there's no indication of like that they're actually talking half the time. Um, I um, I do like I do like them as a as a, a pair of friends though. They have like a couple of scenes that are you can tell like Alaya or Alia. I don't know how you pronounce her name. For a game about language, it's hard to know how to pronounce a lot of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, she is like she's very fond of like winding him up yeah like she yeah, talks about the five other robots she's yeah. had and have all been <laughs> destroyed or lost destroyed or, or sold lost or... yeah <laughs> um, and uh she also kind of, she winds him up in fun ways like there's one point where you get to buy a gecko yes 
and uh, the robot's like, we shouldn't get a gecko because he's like the straight man to her wild <laughs> yeah. card. But he also doesn't, re- he really doesn't like it. Like, I bought the gecko and he's like, I, I, I don't want it. Where, where, like, where are you going to put it? He's kind of being really practical about it. It's like, how are we going to feed this thing? Where is it going to live? Like, and it's like, oh, he can just like live on you. Um, six. And he's like, what? No, no, I hate, I hate geckos. I don't want that, you know, thing on me. Or like, he's, he's really prissy about it, which I quite, I quite liked. Um, yeah, it's but, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are a, they're a good shout, actually. They're good good pals. Mm. Who, yeah, they're good. Who else have we got? Shall I tell you one of mine? Yeah, go for it. I think the gang from Pyre are oh, pretty yeah. good. Okay. Pyre is the game. Uh, it's like a fantasy netball. You're you're <laughs> a fan netball. you're a fantasy netball team who live in purgatory. <laughs> um, it's by Supergiant. Yes, yeah. The people who made Bastion and Transistor and stuff, and it is a basically you play as part of like a, it's like a JRPG party, like a gang of people who are all a bit weird and come from different you know places. Mm. There's a big a woman with big ram horns, and she's a giant. And there's a there's a little snake man called Sir Gilman who's like a an honourable eel an or a, eel. Wh- a worm. They call him a worm <laughs> with a Y. With a Y, of course, it's got to be with a Y. <laughs> um, but he's like all about valor and honour and you know chivalry. Uh, and there's loads of different people. But in Pyre, when you play through the story, you're all in purgatory and when you're playing this netball tournament to see if, you know, the winner of the netball tournament gets to leave purgatory. It's, it's an odd story to describe in a brief form, <laughs> now that I think of it. <laughs> We've spoken about it before, but the gang, yeah. like the friends in it, um, it gets this feeling of like, at the end of the tournament, one person gets to leave and you have to choose who that person is and you don't get to play netball with them anymore. They're not around <laughs> for the story anymore and they're not in any of the dialogue anymore. So it's kind of like losing Eris, but you have to choose which of your party member to lose. <laughs> and it's really it's really good because you the peop you want to send the best like the person who you like the most off mm. to become free. So you, you end up sending away like your best friends over the people who you maybe like don't care about that much or whatever. But then in the process, your band gets smaller and you play another netball tournament mm. and another one and another one. And each time you're sending a new, away a friend and you're yep. just whittling people down and you start to think there's going to be a point where I I need to keep some of my like good core friends here, <laughs> otherwise, yeah. you know, I'm gonna be left. So it, it really gets like a a feeling of like shared history, and yeah. people will comment on like, "Oh, I'm sad that I'm sad that Faye got sent away," mm. or you know, "I'm sad that whatever whoever Bertrude the witch <laughs> isn't with us anymore." Yeah. Um, and then you get left with like this like kind of the leftovers of all the people. And you realise that actually all the leftovers, like, they make a good little band themselves. Like, we're not, we're still all friends. Mm. It's sad that we don't have our cool worm boy anymore. <laughs> worm boy. But, yeah. we're, but we're all still together. I, I I just, I really like that. I thought the netball was a bit rubbish, but <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> worth it for the friendly bands. Yeah. Yeah. I do enjoy it. What else? What else is on our list? What else is on our list? Um, I've I've got a. Uh, it might not be like the classic thing that people think of, but I actually really liked the kind of the 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 friendly bants between Lara and Jonah in Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, it was the first, you know, despite being like the last of the three, uh, you know, the kind of new rebooty games. This was the first game that I felt like they were actually friends, like. Um, I don't know. I've I've always got the impression that Jonah kind of just like just made really bad life decisions and like <laughs> you know kind of going on these kind of doomed holidays with Lara all the time and it's like come on man like you know this is terrible and you know you're probably going to die why are you here um because it was like cuz he seemed like a glutton for punishment in this in the second game when he was like on that mountain with you at the beginning it's like 
do you know are you not just wanting to kind of like you know go back and have a nice time after nearly dying on an island um <laughs> with with this woman beforehand um but it's it's it's, it's something i've i've um I wrote a supporter post about it because I, I spend a lot of time, basically, when I benchmark Shadow... I, I use Shadow of the Tomb Raider as one, as one of my benchmarks, and I end up spending a lot of time in the opening kind of uh, town square scene, basically kind of just walking about, trying to get an idea of the frame rate. And there's so much dialogue in that scene, which most people, I reckon, would probably walk through in about five to ten seconds. But if you <laughs> if you if you hang around like I do, um, going through all the different graphic settings, etc., like there's like just an insane amount of chat between them. And it's just really lovely, like the things that they say to each other. Um like at one point he, you know, says like, Oh, you know, if I spy any Jaffa cakes, like I'll get some for you and it's like Lara's like, What? We're in Mexico, what are you doing? <laughs> No, you're not going to find Jaffa cakes here, um, or you know, like he'll 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 sort of say something. Oh, I, I noticed you smiling earlier as we passed that florist, and you know, Lara will kind of get all wistful. It's like, oh yeah, my my mother really liked these particular types of flowers, um, and they just have like lots of lovely, really like little moments um, between each other, and it's like, oh, you know, like they're actually, you know, it was a, as I say, it's like the first time I felt like they're actually mates, um, and um, there's another bit later on where they basically, because um, Jonah's not not with you for the entire time, but he's kind of with you for quite a big chunk of the big, like early part of the game. There's another bit later on where he's sort of talking about, uh, or he sort of starts chatting about when you're kind of trying to solve a puzzle. It's like, oh man, like if I if I'd known that I'd be spending this amount of time outside, um, like I would have paid more attention to the scouts. Um, which for anyone who's not from the UK, it's like this kind of um, how would you describe the scouts? It's kind of like kind of outdoorsy, is it? Is it? They have boy scouts in the US, don't they? Do they? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's kind of you know like outdoorsy camping, learning lots of practical life skills kind of thing for kids. Um, and survival nerds, yes, yeah, survival nerds. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then then they just have this kind of like another little chat that's just like just yeah it's just really nice and i kind of got the sense that like you know um yeah that they were actually kind of quite good friends and they were you know very familiar with each other and could you know take the mickey out of each other or kind of joke joke around even though you know like the world is ending um in that game <laughs> um so yeah I, I i actually as i say that that game probably a large a kind of uh byproduct of me standing around in that in that town square for su- for such an insane amount of time, um, I probably wouldn't have like, like as I say, noticed otherwise. Um, mm. But yeah, as a weird byproduct of spending seven hours in in that particular location um, over the course of many months, um, yeah, I, I I really like I really like those two. They're good. They're good pals. Uh, I love. I really like when games. Um, or I, I like that these big blockbuster like super expensive massive games like tomb raider or uncharted or whatever always put so much effort into making these like little walkabout spaces like that yeah where you get to walk about and not kill anyone for a while and then it's mm. just and then it's just like a hard cut back to killing yes <laughs> yeah yeah shadow of the tomb raider is very much like that you kind of get these kind of nice little kind of yeah, kind of explorey, puzzly bits, um, or yeah, these kind of kind of uh, occasional town scenes, uh, which are yeah, kind of small respites from the immense death that follows <laughs> is bookended by yeah, you arriving in this particular location. Um, but hey ho, what do you, what you get? What are you gonna do when the world is on fire or something? I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, who else? Let's see. Um, I'm playing Yakuza Kiwami 2 right now. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and, um, it reminded me of some friends that are good in a game. There's a, Yakuza Kiwami is the, the punching, the punching crime fest <laughs> set in a, a kind of fictional district in Tokyo. And it's a very funny, over-the-top soap opera of a game. Um. 
but uh, it's kind of they released Yakuza Zero, which was like a a set in the eighties, um, and it follows the same character as he like gets into his early life of crime and stuff. But uh, the later games, Yakuza Kiwami, which is like based on it's basically Yakuza One. Yeah, it's um, like a re- HD kind of remake of the first Yakuza yeah, game, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it um, you go there are loads of mini games like dotted around this this city that you walk mm. around, and one of them is like a, a micro circuit racer game. It's kind of like Skelectrics, but with <laughs> you know little tracks and yeah. you know, uh, battery powered cars. Mm. And um, you go into it, and uh, someone says, or you kind of walking away from it one day and someone comes up to you and it's like, Kiryu! It's like, your character turns around and it's like, uh, yes, can I help you? And this, <laughs> this person is just talking to you. It's like, don't you remember me? And you have this, like, flashback. Oh, right, Kiryu, yeah. like, looks up into the sky and he has, like, this, like, almost <laughs> trauma flashback of, um, of him standing in, uh, in the circuit racer arena, like we're looking over the track and all the electric cars, and there's all these like kids around him, and he's the only like grown adult in a suit. <laughs> and there's all these <laughs> kids around him, and and he flashes back to the present day, and he's like, "Oh, it's you!" And it's one of his friends from like in the the eighties who was a child in the eighties, <laughs> but it, w- was his like friend. Yeah, <laughs> and he's grown up now. And then there's this whole side quest where you you're trying to set him up with one of the one of the little girl like the little girls from back then, but is now grown up too. And then there's a third one who who is also fancies the woman as well. So there's this love triangle oh, no. going on between your three like inverted commas childhood friends. <laughs> but you've just always been like the grown up. Yeah. Um, and it's just odd because it's oh. like every time he meets the story like goes from one beat to another and every time he meets one of these characters he has like this hilarious like whoosh flashback <laughs> where, he has, where he has to remember who they are <laughs> it's just really really outlandish and over the top yeah um, that's kind of that game like in a nutshell just kind of outlandish and over the top is yeah how you could probably describe most of the yakuza games i reckon <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I also like the friendship that goes on between um, Majima and your character Kiryu. Oh yeah, Majima is like the the. He's got an eye patch, isn't he? Yeah, the eye patch wearing, kind of mentally unstable, <laughs> uh, fella who is always like really erratic and switching his mood. You know, having mood swings basically, <laughs> be- beating up his own man one minute and then being like. <laughs> Ooh, want to go for a drink the next. <laughs> um, and he always he his friendship with you is just based on the the fact that he wants to fight you all the time, mm. and he loves it, and you love it as well. <laughs> so it's kind of this weird, this weird bond. Um, that's definitely one of mine. What yeah. else? Oh, um, Any I'd else? probably say like. All of the people, all, all of the four friends in Night in the Woods, they're quite good. They're quite good pals. You get quite a good sense of like their shared history as you go through it. And although I, I sort of, I quite like, um, I, I played it quite recently, um, for the first time, and I like how you can kind of choose basically who to kind of reconnect with as you go through the game. You kind of you get presented with a lot of different kind of. You know, you can hang out with uh, Greg, your kind of like foxy friend, or um, oh, I completely forgotten all of their names now. Um, there's kind of like a kind of uh, <laughs> I know I'm a terrible friend. Um, there's a kind of gothy alligator as well, um, and uh, oh, what is her name? Is it B? B. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, B-A-E, Beatrice. Um, yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then there's also uh, Angus, who's like a big teddy bear, who's Greg's boyfriend. Um, yeah. And May, May, the central character, who's the, who's the black cat, she's kind of slightly mentally unstable. Um, and just kind of has come home after kind of a disastrous, disastrous event at her, at her college. And so she's kind of trying to kind of... She's looking for some kind of... Uh, 
people to kind of you know kind of ground her and kind of remind her of the good old days and and stuff and a lot of her friends are yeah like still in the town that she that she and they grew up in and are kind of all you know they've got jobs and you but you're kind of this kind of layabout essentially kind of trying to just kind of uh walking around the town chatting to people and yeah then kind of hanging out with your friends in the evening um but I really liked, like, I've, I really felt like it was really well observed, um, like, you know, the things that they say and the kind of concerns that they all had. And, um, yeah, I was kind of expecting it to be like, because everyone kind of went nuts for it when it first came out. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like it was, I don't know. I wasn't sure whether it would connect with me. And there's a lot of people who went nuts about it, it seemed to be just, just that little bit younger than me. Um, so I wasn't really sure whether it was it would kind of what was concerned about would would really land but I actually really liked that you know there was that very much like nostalgic sense of like you know a lot of kind of concerns that you have when you're kind of early 20s when you're like trying to figure out what you're doing and um you know even though you can spend more time with one of you know or certain people than others you know they all kind of come together and kind of help you out at the end um which yeah I thought was quite nice I enjoyed enjoyed spending time with those characters. I I liked them, but I never finished the game. <laughs> I never. It was it was. Uh, it was on. It was pretty surprisingly long. Yeah, if I remember yeah, correctly. definitely. Yeah, it was. It's. It was definitely a lot longer than I thought it, it was going to be, and I think it probably suffered for that a little bit. Like I, I sort of felt, you know, by the end, I was like, oh man, come on! Like, how much more of this is there? Like, I feel like I don't know. I felt like um, I was, you know, kind of just because the town is quite big and you you walk quite slowly. Um, and I kind of wanted to, you know, chat to everyone as you, you it kind of just ended up being like, you know, you kind of a tick, a, a, you know, a kind of checklist of like, OK, now, I've, yeah, I've spoken to them again about their poetry. I've spoken to the chap on the roof who looks at the stars. I've cha- you know, I've spoken to the priest lady and the homeless guy and the you know the the stroppy kids um and you know gone up on the roof and chatted to these weird people um because you know if you to kind of further their kind of little storylines and it just kind of like yeah I kind of I got a little bit tired of it toward the end uh I felt like it probably could have wrapped itself up a bit quicker you're um, like all right friends I've had enough of you yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving home I'm again leaving. <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, it's it's definitely I, it's definitely worth finishing. I'd say. Um, kind of, what whereabouts did you get to? I can't even remember. <laughs> it was before. It was before even a lot of the spooky stuff started happening because I know there's spooky stuff in the game. Yeah. It oh, was okay. Before even that, so right. I really did not like. I kind of just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Who else is on my list? Uh, the lads, lads, lads in The Witcher Three are on my list. <laughs> there are so many lads, and any uh, lads in particular. Um, I've spoken about it before on the podcast, so I won't go. I won't <laughs> go too into deep, uh, into deep about it. But um, it's the lads, uh, at Care Morin, I think you call it the, the like oh, castle, yeah, the, the kind of Witcher Witcher village, Witcher school. You basically school. like <laughs> like you basically seeing your your mates from Witcher Uni. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, you spend like most of the game out in the world, you know, like hunting griffins and you know curing people of their weird ailments and fighting monsters and stuff like that. And then you come back to Witcher, you go back to your your Witcher uni settlement, and uh, your old your old your old your old buddies are there. And you end up like having a drink with them around a table, <laughs> and you all get drunk, and you end up, well, you know, one thing leads leads to another, and you end up going upstairs and dressing in the clothes of your, you know, <laughs> your like not wife, but you know, partner, long term yeah. partner from the, the previous Witcher games, and it all it all just kind of spirals into a bad night out. You know, <laughs> someone go, someone goes out, and there's a funny scene where. Someone leaves the castle to go out into the snow, and you're like, "Oh God, where have they gone?" 
and you have to use your witcher senses, which until now you've been using <laughs> to track monsters. Yeah. But now you have to use it to kind of track the footprints of your friend who's gone <laughs> off drunkenly oh, no. into the you know outside. And th- my brain was thinking, oh god, this is going to be like a twisty thing. He's going to be have been, he's going to got have gotten trouble or some tragedy mm. will have happened or something. But no, he's just outside. Like it's just <laughs> he's just hammered. He's just <laughs> have an old dander. Uh, oh, that's um, funny. That definitely uh, didn't happen in the books. I haven't played The Witcher Three, but I've I've read a fair number of the of the actual books. Um, and the, as a, as you say, like most of the time, you're not there. But the 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 scenes where you where you are back at back at Witcher School, they're all just like really surly with each other, um, which I quite like. Um, but yeah, there's definitely no drunken debauchery going on in the books, or at least not that I've found so far. <laughs> um, I really liked it because it is one of the only times as well where your character Geralt. Um, like lets his hair down and isn't like a boring monotone person <laughs> you know it's like yeah. he, he gets drunk and his voice completely changes and it's just it's brilliant <laughs> oh that's good any more yeah. uh oh um Chloe and Max from Life is Strange they're quite mm. good buds aren't they or kind of to an extent they kind of hate each other for a bit and then they then they turn out to be best buds again that's um, a good shout I imagine I imagine a lot of people. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know there was an epic betrayal. Well, I'd, I'd say epic betrayal. Like with the, at the first get at the the um the start of the first game, like Max is basically she left town, didn't she? Um, and she sort of comes back to a bit like Night in the Woods. She sort of comes back to the town where she grew up, and you know had had a best friend Chloe, and she was just basically a really bad pen pal. And um, didn't really send, you know, like write her back, or you know, kind of their their friendship kind of has disintegrated since you know they were like ten or eleven or whatever. And so when Max kind of comes back, like Chloe's quite surly with her, um, and kind of you know, kind of a, a little bit standoffish. And so you kind of got to kind of mend that friendship um, over the course of the game. Um, and but you know like it's as you as you kind of go on you know it all kind of irons out and you know yeah they kind of they end up being best buds again and obviously like a, a big part of the game is with Max's kind of she you know gets these weird time traveling e powers that she can kind of rewind time and kind of do do over events if if they don't go as she kind of plans and uh, a lot of a lot of them you know revolve around Chloe and. Uh, you know, uh, the uh, <laughs> just trying to think of a way without spoiling it. Um, but yeah, like a, a lot of the big events in the game kind of yeah revolve around your friendship with her and events to do with her life and stuff. And yeah, I thought that was that was a really um, you know considering that Don't Nod who made the game like the thing that they made previously was I think Remember Me, which is a mm. kind of a kind of quite linear almost like it's quite um i think like didn't capcom do like the the combat i think capcom published it didn't they but it had quite remember. a kind of it had a quite a kind of a a brawly you know like a basically a little bit like a devil may cry game in yeah. kind of terms of the combat and the action it was kind of it wasn't really you know you just had this kind of lone main character who like had a couple of mates but it was mainly just about her yeah so i was kind oh. of like i was i was surprised by how you know with the whole like youth slang kind of cringe aside like i was actually really surprised by how again like you know they really captured that kind of awkwardness of youth um how yeah as you, uh, you know saying like friendships kind of disintegrate and fray and um yeah kind of a lot of tra- a lot a lot of truth in the in all those mates that you know they have and stuff the, the way they behave the thing I remember, or the thing I remember about Remember Me, um, the mo- is playing it and thinking, I really don't care about this fighting. <laughs> I don't care about this like platforming, climbing stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then you'd get to these parts where you would rewind stuff. Mm. You would, yeah, that you was would kind of like play the through kind something of... and rewind it. And I yeah. just remember, I remember thinking. Oh, that that bit's really cool. Yeah. And then they went and made basically a whole, a whole like game drama about game that. about yeah. that. And I was like, okay, well done. You know, you actually yeah. picked the best thing from your previous <laughs> game and then you ran with it, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, um, th- 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 those kind of yeah, those those like memory sections where you had to kind of yeah rewind time and pick out the details that you'd forgotten and stuff. Those that, that those are definitely the best part of that game. Um, and yeah, you could definitely see like yeah the foundations for the whole you know the core the core pillar of life is strange is yeah basically those little memory sections in remember me um but yeah i i, I you know i mean that that and and um i quite enjoyed the friendship between chloe and um oh man i forgot her name again the one in before the storm the one that goes missing um is it oh no um I've completely forgotten. I haven't played Life is Strange 2, like the, the two brothers, but... Um, the Diaz boys. The Diaz boys, yeah. But I felt that the, um, yeah, before the storm, when basically it's that sort of time in between or before uh, Life is Strange 1, where, um, yeah, sort of uh, Chloe is got that relationship with... Um, Oh man, who is it? I can't remember her name. Lisa. Um, Rachel, Rachel Amber. There we go. Um, <laughs> well, I was you know. Lisa, <laughs> someone, another, an, another girl. Um, yeah, Ra- Rachel Amber, who um, Chloe basically becomes best mates with during the time between Max leaving and Max coming back. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, th- I thought I thought that you know that friendship was done really well as well. Um, you know, it kind of felt like you know there was still kind of some baggage there with with Max kind of having gone off, but you know you then got to kind of see Chloe kind of flourish a little bit and kind of become her own person a bit more. Um, setting, you know, I think I I felt like it's set the stage very well for what you know how she was in in Life is Strange one essentially. Um, That's yeah, cool. I, we, I've got. We've got uh, Before the Storm here, but um, on PlayStation, but haven't played it yet. Oh, it is good. Like I, I, I quite enjoyed it. It's mu- it's a lot shorter than Life is Strange one, which I quite liked because uh, <laughs> I think it's only three episodes as opposed to five. But it, it, it told the you know it told the story it needed to. Um, I wasn't quite so because basically instead of Max's kind of rewind time, kind of uh, hook. Chloe has this kind of you basically have like conversation battles where you've got to <laughs> kind of persuade someone or you know kind of argue them down to a point in order to progress and I kind of felt I don't know it it the the, the whole like being really aggressive a lot of the time just didn't quite sit with me very well I just sort of felt like surely like you, there, there are there are better ways of dealing with this situation than just like being really rude and shouting at people <laughs> um so I, I, I wasn't I wasn't such a fan of that that part of it but on the whole like yeah I, I felt like it it felt like a cohesive thing within that kind of you know that universe of characters and um yeah was its kind of own little story in its own right in between you know it, it didn't need the whole you know it wasn't any poorer for having not having any time travel it still felt like a like a nice kind of coming of age story yeah um, yeah May- maybe with a little less back chat but <laughs> <laughs> on, on the whole yeah i i really like that as as well as yeah the life is strange one um are there any other pals that you want to mention before we move on to what we've been playing um, I think good I'm pals. Think I, I'm, they've got to be good pals. They've got to be good pals. I think I'm pretty palled out. I can't think of. I don't know. There are lots of games with like sidekicks, but you kind of wonder how much they're actually like proper pals. Yeah, um, we'll we'll um we'll have some good mentions probably. We've asked <laughs> our readers who are, who are the good pals, so yes. they'll they'll probably have some good good suggestions. Um, yeah. But for now, let's talk about what we've been playing. Yeah. What have we been playing? What have we been playing? I have been playing Mord Howe, which is the medieval sword fighting game that oh, I yes. am very bad at. <laughs> um, Matt did our review of it. He loved it to pieces. 
he likes to slice the men up. He likes to <laughs> uh, throw axes at heads. Uh, it's it's basically a first person. It's battlefield, but with Medieval swords weapons. and shields <laughs> and bows and arrows and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, so like uh, previous games that were like this is like chivalry and stuff like that. Uh, it's very good. It's hard as hell. Uh, as in, you... like, is it is it is it just because the other players are really good, or yeah, yeah, the other right. players are the other players are very good. So it has that multiplayer thing where if you are kind of a, a slow, bumbling person, <laughs> if you, if you're the type of person like me who's bad at um big multiplayer games, like like if you're bad at Battlefield, mm. just on your just, reaction times and stuff like yeah. that, you're probably not gonna be, you know, much better at this. Yeah. <laughs> even though the even though the combat is is diff really really different, yeah. it is like about reflexes and it's about kind of guessing what your opponent is gonna do. Right. Um. If you're on a one on one fight, it's not so bad, and there are whole servers that, are, that you can go on to, and that it's just about dueling people. And a little bit all... like For Honor. Is it kind of like, is it anything like that at all? It's it's a little bit like For Honor, yeah, in that, well, like, For Honor is like third person and it, it feels like it's like a fighting game almost. Mm. You know, where you have to kind of like see if someone's going to strike from the left and you have to block to the left. Yeah. Um, this is a little bit, it's a little bit different, but essentially the same kind of deal. It's first person perspective, so it feels a little bit like, I don't know, it's both more immediate. And more sluggish, depending <laughs> on what you're doing. Oh, that doesn't sound like the game for me. My reflexes are... I mean, I'm not very good at as you say, like a bit like you, not very good at multiplayer games in general. Um, I'm f- way too slow. The, <laughs> the, the good thing about this, though, is that even if you're bad at it, it is like Battlefield in that even if you're bad at it, the spectacle of going into a big battle, like not mm. just one of those Julie servers, like a big multiplayer battle where it's 32 people fighting 32 other people, is pretty amazing like you'll be running down the battlefield uh, an engineer man will be building some spikes on one side <laughs> and then you'll see a, like an enemy horse will run up and the enemy ho- the man on the back of the enemy horse will cut the engineer's head right off all right yeah you'll, you'll actually wow. see like the head just like coming off and it's, it's <laughs> it, it sounds gruesome but it's actually really comical <laughs> because like everybody's screaming and yeah. it's just this uh it's it's like it, it there's nothing like serious about it. It just feels mm. like a silly kind of action sequence battle, mm. and um, and then you'll see that that horse will turn around and he'll run into some of the spikes that the engineer put <laughs> down already, and the horse will die, and the person on the horse uh, will come no. flying off yeah. and try to get up, but you can't get up because five people on your team have swarmed around him and are poking <laughs> him with sharp sticks. Oh no! Um, <laughs> it's just it's really brutal. It's really kind of um, like comically brutal, mm. uh, and just wading into battle and getting your hand. <laughs> you can get like a hand cut off, but you you might not die. Right. So you'll get a hand cut off, and you'll see like your arm on the screen, and you'll be your character will be <laughs> screaming, but you'll still be alive and able to like yeah. run around. <laughs> and it's just, it's just really um, it's just really silly. Uh, and it's. It's quite good. Mm. Yeah, it does. It does. It, does, it sounds like something that, if I'm if I'm not going to be very good at it, it'd be it would be quite fun to watch, like other people play it well. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like satisfying like cinematic moments where, mm. like, say you'll be you'll be you'll be walking along like a wall, like the top of a castle wall, and a big knight will come out and he'll have like massive armor, and a big <laughs> a big mace in one hand and a shield in the other, and he'll be like. Trund- like tramping towards you just ready to have a go and you're like backing off with a tiny knife and you're like oh <laughs> how am I going to get out of this one and suddenly oh, you'll nice. just see you'll just see like a throwing axe coming out of the, like, the side of your view and hit him in the head oh, and nice. he'll just like f- keel over and one of your mates <laughs> will be dancing on the other side of the like the wall going oh I took down your friend <laughs> oh, uh, dear. Um, but yeah so it's it's very uh it's got like a lot of little moments like that, and I enjoy that a lot. Mm. Uh, what have you been playing? I know that you've been playing things that aren't on the PC. 
that yeah, that they that they will be soon, so very soon. Um, I've mainly been playing. Um, I've been playing kind of basically a little bit of Steam World Quest, which is the new game from Image and Form, who did Steam World Dig Two and obviously Steam World Dig One, um, which I like very much. That's kind of like a um, that's coming out. Is it next week or is it the week after? End of May, isn't it? That's coming out on PC. Yeah, um, the twenty ninth. 31st yeah. something like that something like that um yeah like i've it's a it's a kind of um card based kind of rpg a little bit i think not that i've played slay the spire but it's very sort of slay the spirey um and yeah I've, I've 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 been really enjoying it like i've never really played that many card games before just because i always feel um very overwhelmed by the you know the number of card choices or you know there's always they always end up being you know um a bit like i don't know hearthstone for instance you know there's always like you know the deck to have all there's you know all this meta that keeps changing in the game and it's like oh man i just a bit like fighting games cannot be bothered to like you know have the mental headspace to kind of take all of that into account and every time i play so I've kind of tended to steer clear of them a little bit because they've a lot of the I don't know to me it seems like all card games are basically like Hearthstone, um, but I should probably play Slay the Spire if this is like Slay the, the, the Spire. The secret is you're not wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I like say I've, I've I really like really like Steamworld Quest a lot. Um, I really like image and form games in general. Um, they just seem to be able to turn their hand to basically any genre and make it brilliant. Like they did in between Steamworld Dig and Steamworld Dig Two, they did Steamworld Heist, which probably is probably one of my favourite games like of like of all time. Um, it's it's kind of like a two D XCOM but with real time shooting. Um, it's just it's like, brilliant. It's not like a real time shooting. It's more like you, well, it's real time take... aiming. Yeah, um, re- yeah. You aim your shot, don't you? Like a snooker, like a snooker. Yeah, EM. yeah, pretty much. Real time, two uh, D XCOM snooker. Um, let's let's call it that. Um, but it's you know that that's kind of uh, it's just got a great cast of characters. Um, just really, I really love the whole shooting aspect of it. Um, and yeah, I'll kind of basically just play any game that they make because they always make excellent games. Um, and yeah, so Steamworld Quest is 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 um it's kind of very medieval based. It's kind of all kind of robot knights and um stuff rather than kind of future kind of either, you know, futury kind of spaceships and things. It's all kind of ye olde times. Um and yeah, so you've got these kind of three or I I've I've just met because you you've played more of it than I have, Brennan. Yeah, I've finished it. You finished it. It's, um, I also think it's good, though. So yeah, I've just, I've just kind of, I think I've only played about three or four chapters of it so far. So I'm still kind of, I feel, still feel like it's quite early on. I've just met um, a kind of fox-like samurai robot um, in a cage, um, but before then, you've basically got these kind of three pals who kind of is this is kind of wannabe knight character. Um, called Armelie, who's really I, I really like her. She's she's quite funny. And a kind of wizardy her wizardy friend and a kind of big frog like mechanic <laughs> healer thing. Um yeah, I really like them. They're really cool. I like their dynamic and again they kind of snipe at each other when uh they're being silly. Um yeah. And so I've been playing a little bit of that and I've also been playing a lot of Octopath Traveller. Which is okay. coming out to PC on June the seventh, early June, before E three, anyway. Okay, um, listen, listen, wait, <laughs> listen, wait. Okay, Octopath Traveler. Yep. It is that JRPG with like two D characters, but three D cardboard kind of diorama backgrounds. Yes. It is an it, a ridiculously expensive game on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's and a. I, I really want to play it. Like, but... It's a full RPG. Like I've been playing this thing for like seventy hours. It's a proper, really? you know, it's not like a, it's not a twenty-hour job. It's a proper RPG uh, or JRPG that is, you know, as much as a thing as your Persona Fives or your Final Fantasies. 
Wow. It, was, it was really weird. Like, I think a lot of people did expect it to be this weird kind of smallish thing. And then everyone was outraged when it was full price. Um, but yeah, it is. It's a, it's a proper thing. It's, it's, it's not a, it's not a kind of, yeah, weird I thought it was 15 like a... to 20 hour job. But it looks it looks like one of those. <laughs> it looks like one of those, but it really isn't. Um, if only because you've the the whole deal with it is that you have um, you have eight characters, hence the octo in the octo path, um, and each of them has a kind of four chapter story arc, which just takes ages to do it all for all of them. As I say, like I've been playing this thing for like seventy hours. I've done, I've done maybe four or five of the eight character arcs. I've got like three of the, or I think I think it's about three, three of the, basically the last chapters left um, for these various characters. Um, and it, yeah, it takes forever. It's it's really, I mean, it's probably there are like big issues with it that I have. In the... Do you think that they should have called it like Quadopath Traveler? <laughs> quad, quad path traveler. And just cut yeah, out half like, the game. It it yeah, definitely. Like there are certainly some character stories that are, are a lot better than others, and it's yeah, it it has issues. But like I I I applaud basically what it's trying to do in that like it's in you know how sort of JRPGs tend to have these kind of massive parties that you only ever really use four characters because there are only ever usually four good characters in the whole yes. thing. Yes, I was this... just thinking that about Steam World Quiz. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this 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 basically kind of tries to eliminate that by making each character just as important as the as everyone else. Um, as I say, by giving them like their own story, but. Um, and and each character also has their own like job class as well. So you've got you you know you've got your warrior, you've got your healer, you've got your thief and your merchant and your you know kind of apothecary who's sort of a healer but can also use an axe, um, and you know your mage and all that sort of stuff. So they've all got individual uh, classes and stuff to kind of you know each character is an, an embodiment of a different class, and so it feels it feels kind of quite varied in that sense. But then you discover that you can um, uh, assign, you know, you kind of visit these shrines, which basically like unlock like a second job class for each person. Um, so the advantages that those particular people would have brought to you in, say, the early game before you found these shrines is completely kind of rendered obsolete. But, you know, once you find these shrines and can assign the class to your actual core characters um or the ones that you like the most basically because then you've you know you've got all the advantages of those other characters without really needing them in your party (laughs) so it still kind of shoots itself in the foot in that respect um but yeah you've still got to to finish the game i mean you you put you know you could easily just finish you know the, the stories of the characters that you like and you know you don't really even have to do the others there's no you know you don't have to there's no Oh, that's good. So if you get um, bored, if you get bored, yeah, after you, you could play, probably just like, say, "Yeah, I've done fourth this." Fourth character, you can just shrug <laughs> and be like, "Oh, you know, what? I don't <laughs> care about what the apothecary's up to." No, well, the the, the apothecary, the apothecary is quite good. Old Alfin, I like him. He's he's one of my main people. But the um, the I mean, I've I've heard that um, this is partly why I'm I'm trying to finish all the things because I've heard that they there is a kind of little bit afterwards which maybe ties up like actually make kind of brings it all together in a more kind of cohesive ending but i'm not entirely sure whether that's true um i kind of there seems to be not that a huge amount of information about it or i haven't gone looking for it because i don't want to spoil it um but i always have a weird compulsion to basically finish every game that i start so i kind of feel obliged to do it anyway (laughs) uh (laughs) even even if i've basically now got all the characters that i don't like left uh to finish but yeah it 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 as I say, like I like that I like what it's trying to do, but it also doesn't really do it. It's not very successful in doing it. You know, trying to achieve what it wants to, um, just be- yeah, just through various factors. Um, so yeah, it's a really it's a really weird RPG, um, but it does have excellent music, which is a large part of why I'm still playing because like the battle themes are just great. I love it. Cool. Um... 
Octopath Traveler. Mm. Let's put it on the list. Um, <laughs> shall we go back to the good friends yeah. and see 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 what our readers have said? Yeah, let's do it. A lot of the Facebook ones are just kind of names. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so I have like actually no idea what game they're from. Um, we we can see there is um, there is one on the Twitter. John Anderson says Minsk and Boo, and he is talking about a character that we have spoken about on the podcast before, who is from Baldur's Gate. I think. Uh... Let me just. I had to look this up because I didn't remember the name. Damien Wood on Facebook has also said Minsk and Boo. Let's um. let's read read out. <laughs> I'm going to read from Minsk's Wikipedia entry here. <laughs> Minsk is a ranger originally tasked with serving as a bodyguard to the witch Dinah here. His animal companion is a hamster named Boo, with whom he often consults. <laughs> so it's a man with a hamster who he hamster. talks to. <laughs> um, I think that counts. Yeah, that definitely counts. Animal friends are good animal friends. Luke Harris also says Shepard and Garrus from Mass Effect. Mm. As does Tom Hatfield below, saying Shepard and Garrus, no contest. Our own Matthew Castle says Manny and Gladys from Grim Fandango. He does. How Manny puts up with that big daft lump, I'll never understand. <laughs> <laughs> got more. Uh, got more Final Fantasy suggestions. Jack Franklin from Twitter says uh, Reno. Reno? Reno? I don't know how you actually say his name. Reno and Rude. Um, who are the two Turks? Um, Reno's got the red hair and Rude's got the bald head. Um, he says, I remember actually feeling a little disappointed after the final encounter with them on my first playthrough all those years ago. They were as much friendly rivals as enemies by the end, he says. I quite liked Reno and Rude. They, 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 they were a bit like Biggs and Wedge in Final Fantasy VII. They kind of, you know, they always turned up and had a little kind of, a little bit of bants before yep. you fought them. Quite a few people agreeing with that as well. Mm, yeah. Um, Clement Etienne says, me and Greg, don't even think about <laughs> atting me. He's also included a gif where they go, ooh, and shake their arms in a weird way. They sort of scream. I like that a lot. Ankle Erika says, Chloe and Max and someone else. <laughs> Armington <laughs> also points out that's a lesbian couple. They could they still could be friends. They could still be friends, exactly. Exactly. We, we we should point out. We don't mean like they're not just gal pals in a kind of <laughs> daily meal kind of way. <laughs> Keenan Lynch says, "Moot academic." <laughs> I'm not sure they are friends. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people have said um, the Doom guy and various various uh, different guns. So Adam Skoos on Twitter says Doom guy and his boomstick. And Len- Lenny Powell says Doomguy and the BFG on Facebook, which I think, yeah, like basically Doomguy and any of his guns are probably. Although I'd I'd argue that he's probably better pals with like the little miniature versions of him of himself because <laughs> he does give Doom. them a fist bump. <laughs> f- fist bump doesn't <laughs> yeah, he? he gives them a little like you know fist bump and a he he shows more personality with kind of small plastic. Funko esque toys himself than <laughs> anything else. Do you think that is that's Doom Guy's life? It's just if you went into Doom Guy's apartment, it's a small, yeah, you know, studio overpriced studio apartment mm. just filled with Funko Pops of himself, of himself and various, various guns. Yeah. And he just sits and eats like oven dinners and yeah. waits until he has to shoot more demons. Mm, that's that sounds about right. Farney Cyclops says, I love the dynamic and slowly growing friendship between. Tripitaka, I don't know if I'm saying that right, and Monkey in the epitome of all seven out of ten games, Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good shout. I like, tri- yeah, I think they, they kind of, they, they shorten her name to Trip sensibly ah, in the yeah. game. Uh, so she's just called Trip rather than Tripitaka. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed Enslaved a lot. Isn't but, yeah. their friendship based totally on the fact that she has put a necklace on yeah. him or like a like a headband yeah, it's like on a, him. It's, it's kind of an exploding necklace so yeah there there is that um <laughs> so i mean that's yeah. more like i would class that as like stockholm it's syndrome, Stock- <laughs> yeah, stockholm syndrome. <laughs> but i think like 
they 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 do end up like it. It's that to begin with. It's kind of one of those classic things, a bit like Beauty and the Beast. Like you know, it starts off a little bit Stockholm syndrome-y, but by the end, you know, they really, yeah. they really, they really trust each other, and they're 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 good they're good pals. I think. <laughs> uh, um, Dan yeah. has just uh, included. Dan A has just included uh, a gif of Jack and Daxter, who we can't accept because PC. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Matt has said most of the clique in Oxenfree, at least at the beginning. That's a good shout. That's very, um, I, I would say, like in the same vein as, yeah, like the life, is, you know, ev- everyone in Life is Strange and, yeah, Night in the Woods. I liked o- the Oxenfree people a lot. Paul Reinbeek, or Reinbeek, I don't know if I'm saying your surname correctly. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Paul says. My rando friendos in journey, the best feeling of friendship in games. Uh, so the little like other people in those scarves that you come across when you play a game of journey. Journey is is coming to PC. Has it come to PC? I don't. Think... I'm sure. I'm sure it's, yeah, it's been yeah, announced for PC. It, hasn't, it? hasn't it? I don't remember. I can't remember. It's old. <laughs> uh, Ed Butcher says Gerald Zoltan and Dandelion always seem to have a good laugh. Yeah. Um, Triss and Geralt also do the mates who fancy each other <laughs> thing very convincingly. Yeah, that's a good shout. Who else? Huso <laughs> Astrono says liquid and solid snake. <laughs> are, they, they, are they friends? That, that is a complicated relationship. Don't they like hate each other's guts? I thought for the most, for the most part. It's very complicated, Catherine. <laughs> I'll have you know. It's very complicated. I haven't played a Metal Gear Solid game, but there is... I, I thought that one of them was bad. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, like a lot of a lot of all of them can often be bad, <laughs> but as a Metal Gear Solid, uh, as a friend of the series, <laughs> I won't call myself a fan. As a friend of the series, uh, one of my favorite moments was in one of the worst Metal Gear Solid games, Metal Gear Solid Four, in which Liquid and Solid have their final fight, and it's um, they're both they're both like bare-chested punching each other <laughs> but they're so on the same level that they're all their punches and their kicks are all basically the same because they're clones <laughs> of each other yeah <laughs> and they're basically fighting and they're they're getting really tired but they're still fighting and it's like two old men <laughs> just going at each other like they've been fighting for millennia oh, and good. uh like they just end up having like hugging it out like in a kind of you know when two, <laughs> when two boxers like have a mm. have like a hug to try and rest yeah. They basically end up be- doing that, and it's like this <laughs> homoerotic moment almost. But like you can tell they're they're really close, but they mm. hate each other, and it's like oh, there's just there's so much. There's a really complicated things going on here. Um, let's let's end on that. Unless you okay. have any more you want to read out. No, no, I think that's that's a good a good place to end. Let's close down these friends. <laughs> Destroy all the friendships. There are no more friends anymore. We're all terrible enemies much like solid snake and liquid snake right all the next podcasts have to be about people who hate each other yeah <laughs> um thank you for listening to the rock paper shock and electronic wireless show as ever you can send us your own theme suggestions and topics uh, or ask us questions etc at podcast at rock paper you can find us on twitter and facebook at rock paper shot we're also on youtube if you search on youtube rock paper shotgun You'll find us there. Um, Matthew and Alice L do all our videos. Catherine, yes, you're you're on Twitter as well. I'm on Twitter. My my Twitter handle is Burninator, spelt like my old surname, so it doesn't really doesn't really make a huge amount of sense anymore. But I, I would <laughs> change I would change it to something <laughs> slightly more castle appropriate. But I'll lose my blue tick if I change it, and I, I... I'm not I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. I love that you have to explain this every time. <laughs> every <laughs> every time you time. come on, it's uh, yeah. It's I, I I made my Twitter before I got married. Shock horror. Things change. Um, Burninator. B y r n e. I am Brendy underscore C, and that's it. Thank you mm. for listening. Please tune in again next week. Sorry, it's late, but you know what they say: better to get a rock paper shock on electronic wireless show. A day after the Rock Paper Shock on Electronic Wireless show is due to appear on your podcast <laughs> app. 
the never get the RPS <laughs> electronic. They don't. That, nobody says that. That classic adage. <laughs> um, thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye.